0: listening to The Portable Foodie. My name is Paris. I live in Devon in the UK with my husband of many years. I'm not a chef or even a particularly good cook, but food and eating is my passion. It is 8.30pm here in the back bedroom in my house in Devon and I'm packing for Holly Bob's This is my big holiday of the year. Uh, It's also our main big sort of gastronomic experience as well. A nine day tour de force of gastronomy. Um, But also an opportunity to sort of rest and renew and have a bit of a bitch and a moan as well in the sunshine. An excess of my favorite meals. Uh, with a bit of exploring, and I expect some considerable abuse to my liver in between. There isn't a clever or articulate way of presenting this. I am, and have always been, if not an out-and-out glutton, certainly a real piggy. Despite the fact that I run regularly and live a fairly peripatetic existence outside of work, even so, I remain a little porty in stature. As I get older, no doubt this term will change to corpulent, a human toby jug. My thirties long since gone, I find my body's dictated somatotype slowly gaining prominence. And so I remain a figure, constantly in a state of flux. I have fat clothes and thin clothes, clothes I look good in, and those I look like Helen. The clothes I try on when alone in the house, before returning them despondently to the wardrobe. Recently I decided to combat this by partaking in what Lou McKeever at work called a life laundry, though mine was more of a look laundry. In a fit composed of equal amounts of disgust and bravado, I threw out virtually everything that I perceived made me look mad, bad, sad, or just plain fat. I reasoned that whether it was the garment's fault or mine, it still had to go in order for me to look and feel better, regardless of the state of my adipose tide. And so, on an overcast and miserly morning, I tried on everything and gave it an excoriating appraisal. All of it. Including the usual tragedies that reside in everyone's wardrobe. The garish, yet too expensive to throw out. The ungainly misbuy, drastically reduced in price that could just not be passed up. The clothes from... another time in my life. People I was and will either no longer, or have no further wish to be, not with a heart dripping with lament, but with love and appreciation for the time past. The vast heap of discarded clothes I stuff tightly into a bin bag and place in the garage for recycling. I am acutely conscious that a devotion to food and wine, partaken as though a lotus eater, has gently, though unequivocally, deposited me here. It is all my own fault, a path of my own choosing. It has, of course, been worth every moment, but that does nothing to assuage the usual post-forty neurosis and regrets, the oft-wished-for but ultimately elusive washboard abs, the extra foot in height, nonchalant manner, and that certain savoir-faire that only the French have by birth and billionaire Russian oligarchs pursue without attainment. I should have dieted. I had the grandest intentions. I imagined myself arriving on holiday in a near desperate state of emaciation. Reality saw the usual boom and bust cycle of trudging off to work with only soup for lunch and a small selection of children's snacks to sustain me for the rest of the day. Then on my days off, I'd be back on the cheese, wine, rich meats, and pate, etc. Still so many things to try and experience. I now have precisely 18 hours in which to lose a stone and I lack the requisite chainsaw with which to achieve it and Carl will be back shortly with fish and chips. But my suitcase contains only that which fits well apart from the tweed suit on which the jury is still very much out Uh, If vintage doesn't work I shall go for ironic. However it pans out, this suitcase packed for the first time on the sole criteria of what will look best, will contribute more peace of mind and genuine enjoyment of this upcoming gastronomic nine days than pretty much anything else, given the impact that it can genuinely make. It's odd that it's a path I never considered before. Why have I been torturing myself this long? Well, we arrived home last night, all went pretty much as expected and according to the scales I have put on 6.23 kilos. Don't ask me what that is in old money as I am far too mortified to tell anyone. Depression is really not an option. I'm lucky enough to be able to imbibe and consume such delights regularly enough that fashionable intervention is required. At one of our stops, we came across Syrian refugees in a fashionable seaside town. Amongst the professional and regular beggars, they stood out starkly. Clothes and shoes well-made, but scuffed and dirty, unsuitable and for their current situation. Children kept close, tightly held hands displayed white knuckles, shell-shot, silent and hungry. Home, job, community, standing, appearance and choices, either torn away in an ear-splitting blast of plaster dust and falling masonry, or deserted in an instant to preserve life and limb. Deposited now at the side of a road in a country whose language they did not speak. A UN refugee card with a rushed black and white family picture in one corner laid out on the road before them seated politely to one side of the pavement to avoid creating an obstruction. They were still too green and shell-shocked to beg without embarrassment or fear. We gave them some euros, though not much. As we walked on back to a large lunch and an afternoon with waiter service in the sunshine. Their story slowly unleaved itself in my mind. I felt all the more guilty for having given so very little, but as I turned and paused to allow my darling husband time to browse a souvenir stall, I noticed that the family had gone already. Even the little we had given was worth spending right now. My mum at these times would always say, There but for the grace of God go I. To me, this seemed like a damning indictment for a viciously fickle God. An odd source of comfort for someone to choose, giving as it did, the certain knowledge that the grace of a given deity may be removed for no reason at any time. Or the more familiar aphorism, often heard at mealtimes when we were growing up, there's people in Africa who will be glad of that. I get it good, and yet I push for more. I have no right to make complaints or bemoan my fate relative to other people on this planet. Maybe as part of my life laundry I should concentrate on being grateful for what I have, rather than trying to claw back more that I do not honestly deserve. You've been listening to The Portable Foodie. If you've enjoyed this, do my ego a favour, tell a couple of people and subscribe to the podcast.